Hi, I'm Holly Cates, personal stylist and style coach extraordinaire. Hi, I'm Nolan Meter, celebrity stylist, shopping messiah, and accessory addict. We are the best friends that you never knew that you needed. We are the industry insiders and fashion's odd couple. In both of our everyday lives and at industry events, we see the best and unfortunately the worst in clothing and style. We are fashion partners in crime dedicated to stopping the most heinous of all fashion crimes on the street, the runways, and beyond. Join us as we take you inside our world, spilling the secrets of our experiences in the industry and inside our minds, judging people in the most loving way possible most of the time, and stopping <laughs> fashion criminals dead in their crocs. It's more important than just the do's and don'ts. Jump on the Hot Mess Express as we teach you how to be your best and most stylish self. Hey, hey, hey. Hello. What's up? What the haps? O-M-G. This is next level. Nolan? I'm here. I'm ready. I mean, I'm not even going to introduce you, Nolan, because- I haven't seen you this excited since I we know. got that white McQueen dress. I really haven't. Let's just be honest. We're chump change right now. We are going to introduce my mentor, one of my mentors, the lady in charge, boss lady, boss bitch, who I have taken all of my stylist courses from, who inspired me to be a stylist. She is one of Stacey London's mini-me's. She is a personal development coach as well as a personal stylist. She's been seen in L. She's been seen in Vogue. VH1. She's been on TV. She is a former owner of a business called The School Style, which is where I took all my style courses. She has been everywhere, all over the place. She is a published author. May I introduce Miss Lauren Messiah? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Damn it. Welcome, Lauren. How are you? Man, what a what an intro! That was fantastic. I could be your agent. I'm just well, I saying. always say that every week. She usually gives me quite the spiel, and I always say I want that on like a pillow or a T-shirt or something. <laughs> it's really good for my ego. <laughs> right, Lauren. I am just so thrilled, and I'm just gonna be real honest. You're a hard bronco to saddle. Okay. What does that even mean? What a strange saying. We're not southern. You have to. Remember, can you can we get we that are, in, in like the rest of American language, please? It was hard to get you. Okay. But we got you. I put you, you know, and the dream came true. I manifested you and here you are. So welcome. Yay. I'm excited to be here. I think you're awesome. Well, Holly. thank you. We have been watching you come up from, you know, little, little old Holly to big time. Listen, we're big time in our own minds, but thank you for saying that. Like we like to say, we think we're very important. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Lauren, start, I don't even want to take up another second. Start with you, start how you started. St tell us what you're doing, inspire us, tell us, coach us, we're not worthy, hit it. Do, do, all, do all the things. Yes. Yeah, I mean, geez, where do I begin? You know, I've always been a lover of fashion and I feel like it's been a, it's been quite, quite the relationship, you know, where it's like, I love style, but I also can't stand it in a weird way. So my journey has been from being a very shy, introverted, 
weirdo who couldn't have a conversation, who couldn't stop crying for no reason whatsoever. Been there. And then put on clothes that were fun and special and fancy. And it became like my superpower. I was more confident and people could talk to me and I could talk about shoes and it was great. So I realized that style had this power and it was just me navigating throughout my entire career. Like, what can I do with that power? So I studied fashion design and I did celebrity styling and I did personal styling. And then that's mighty morphed into my career now where I combine personal development with style and I'm an author. So it's just been this weird journey. Tell us about the school of style and how you got hooked up with Luke. Tell us about that. Because the school of style is still operating, correct? It's still operating without my programs. So, uh, but you can learn how to be a menswear stylist there right now. Got it. So I went to school for fashion design because that's the only thing I knew to do, (laughs) you know, for someone who has loved fashion since she was five. And you're like, I would like to do this for a living somehow. Mm -hmm. The only thing I knew was being a designer or being a merchandiser. And I knew merchandising had something to do with math. Me too, girl. Ugh, me too. Yeah, I said, no, thanks. So I went to school for design and it was another one of those rude life awakenings where you're like, wait, when you're a designer, it doesn't automatically mean that you're the next like Marc Jacobs or Betsy Johnston you are sorting buttons and you're an assistant designer and you're making like two pennies. You're counting trim, you're counting zippers, you're right? running errands, you're getting coffee. Yeah. It's certainly not as glamorous as everyone thinks it is. Everyone thinks, oh, you work in fashion. It's so glamorous. I said, yes, dear. Tell me that when you have your hand up a model's ass. <laughs> exactly. exactly. You know, like no one tells you that in school. So I'm just a little dummy studying and making dresses and drawing and be like, as soon as I get out of here, it's me in the big city taking a bow at fashion week. And it was like, no. So from there, I ended up working retail that showed me how much I love putting outfits together, but I didn't know that it was a job. Like I loved the fact that I could dress someone for a date or a job interview and knowing the confidence that they had in that outfit could potentially change their whole entire life. So I wanted to figure out how I could do that for a living. And around that time, the Rachel Zoe project came on television. I loved that show so much. I was like, there is a job that you can dress people for a living. Unfortunately, they're celebrities, but that's okay. It seems kind of cool and glamorous. So I ended up going to School of Style as a student to figure out how to become a stylist. I had just Googled styling jobs and a posting came up on Craigslist that was like seeking stylist assistance. That's right. It was on Craigslist first. I remember. Yeah. Like it's a fashion school. And I gathered my pennies and I took the course and I realized that this could be a really, this business had a lot of potential because I had gone to fashion school and been lied to. Amen. If you get your degree, you'll be famous. Psych. And I'm like, wow, this school was actually very truthful about what the fashion and entertainment industry is like. So because I had experience 
in working for startups, like in between, you know, the retail (laughs) and looking to be a stylist. I'm like, I'll help you with this business. And we became business partners and we exploded the school and expanded it to different cities and online. And it just became this like behemoth business. It was really cool. I am very lucky that I can't, first of all, if I tell you the year that I was there, it's going to make you cry. It was that long ago. I was there 2015 and I can't believe it. And y'all were doing in-person classes and it was amazing. I took every single class that you offered menswear, personal styling, fashion styling, wardrobe styling, every single one I took, I kept coming back for more. And then You're nothing, it, if not committed, I'll give you that. <laughs> and then it went to online. And I'm so lucky that I got to be there in person instead of online. I mean, it's, you know, it's just a different experience, but yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you got to come in person too. Then I yeah. got to meet you and it's fun. Yeah. I mean, I flew to New York. I literally stayed in a hotel I got to meet Mary Alice Stevenson. I love Mary Alice Stevenson. <laughs> I got to meet Sasha Morrison, Sharnan Morrison. I got a free copy of her book. I mean, like that's what, that's how next level they were. They were bringing in all these people, everyone. It was amazing in person. Anyway, so the school exploded and now you step back from that to start your personal development and styling. So tell us what you're doing now. Yeah, well, I mean, simultaneously, while I was running the school, I was also running my personal styling business, you know, like you can't teach someone how to be a personal stylist if you're not a personal stylist. So I was taking clients one on one, um, shopping for all of their clothes and putting their outfits together. And it got to a point in my career where I had to think about what I wanted my life to look like. And I was working constantly. So it's like working on the school, growing that business and shopping for clients and holding fittings. And I was like, I do not want to be 40 years old and running around in the mall shopping for women. Like it's just, no, (laughs) you know? So I ended up transitioning my business online. So I was teaching courses for women to teach them how to dress and how to style themselves. And as I was doing that, because I'm a personal development junkie, I naturally always integrated that information into what I do. Like, I don't think a woman can successfully dress herself if she doesn't know who the fuck she is. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't dress authentically and pull off looks if you're being fake. (laughs) So That's so true. You know, like... That's how some celebrities who wear wacky stuff look amazing. Like Rihanna will wear some crazy shit Mm -hmm. and she's an icon. Celine Dion will wear things that are like not age appropriate. I'm doing little air quote Mm -hmm. fingers right now. And she pulls it off because those women know who they are. They're confident. And then you see other people who wear the same stuff. They have plenty of money, but no sense and no taste. Yeah. No sense is key keyword. No sense. Right. Uh-huh. Well, and I love, I love that those two have their own personal style too. Like there are so many celebrities where you can just tell looking at them, someone picked this out for you. You don't, cl- you clearly don't feel that good in it. Right. It's a collaborative effort. It's not just someone showing up with clothes. You have to t- you, you have to let them in and trust them enough to, you know, to tell them who you are. And there are so many celebrities that just 
<sighs> miss the exactly. mark. Miss, miss the mark. Miss and Billie Eilish. Ooh, damn. That was my out loud voice. <laughs> okay. We're not talking about her. I mean, we, anyway, we're, that's we've for another, enough. I know we've, we've really bashed her, but yes, continue. Oh, so I would help these women discover who they were. And then they were getting so much more out of that piece. And they were begging me for more. Like, how can you teach me how to be more confident? Like, can you talk more about what you do to be successful and to be awesome and to not give a fuck? I mean, people who follow me on Instagram, my Instagram stories, like, I don't give a fuck. I will cuss you out on Instagram stories. Yeah. I will roast a customer if I need to. They're like, how do you not care? like, because I know who the fuck I am and you can have that too. My clients would, you know, really want to figure out how they could become a badass and not give a fuck and pull off any outfit that they pulled off, you know, they wanted to put on, they could pull it off. So that's where I combine both worlds, personal development and style. So I have a membership called Style Confidence Collective. And it is, it's like, I'm teaching women the basic principles behind getting dressed. It's like, okay. You're not confident in style because you're stupid in style. You don't know anything about style because no one teaches that information. Correct. That is what I say to my clients. I don't hold it against you because you don't know. You don't know because no one's ever shown you and that's not your fault. Yeah. Like your, your parents don't sit you down and be like, we need to have a talk about, you know, what to wear with See, but I think parents should because at 15, they're like, you know, don't bang anybody or whatever. And they're like, or like, you know, you have like the, the really, you know, whatever free parents who are like, here are some condoms, go have a great weekend. But like the, ne- the next conversation should be, this is what tool is. This is grow, grow like all of the different right. fabrics and then what to wear. I think that should be a thing. No, and that would just be your children, honey. Yeah, but yeah, that's that, valid. That would be, that would be an advanced level. For children, this is what we'd call a bias cut <laughs> with like a mannequin and a laser pointer. <laughs> Only Nolan. And I talk about it a lot in my book, Style Therapy. You know, I tell a lot of personal stories in there as a way to be relatable to women. You know, I'm very open with everything in my life, but to know like you're not freaks and there's damage that has been done to you style-wise that it's nobody's fault, but it's not normalized for parents to like, teach you because they were never taught either. Correct. So when your mom is like, uh, you're wearing that to school, she doesn't know. Then bitch, tell me what you wear. Right. Like they don't know because they didn't know either. But then you carry that baggage around of like, oh my gosh, you know, if I try to wear something, I'm going to get insulted or I'm not going to have my mother's approval. Then you never try and you live in this trapped little existence of being boring and normal mm-hmm. and you can never live up to your full potential because you're always hiding and making yourself smaller. So I want to give women the confidence to not live such a small existence and wear whatever they want to wear within reason. <laughs> I always say no one's ever told you look, that you look bad doesn't mean you look good. <laughs> I mean, it's just, That's fair. it just doesn't, I mean, and, 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 you know, so many things that I've learned from Lauren, that was the first time I ever heard the term boss bitch. And I use that all the time. You need a boss bitch bag. You need, you need to okay, look hold like the, the phone, please. Let's rewind that though. I mean, the whole I'm, bag thing. I take credit for that one. You were carrying a $5 tote bag when I met you. I'm talking about my clients, reel it in. <laughs> 
Um, so that was very true. I did not inherit the bag gene and Nolan has opened my eyes on that one. However, when I'm working with clients, that's what I do. I mean, it, I, you know, at, you don't look like the boss if you are. And most of the people that I work with are the boss or their C-level executives and they don't look that way or they don't wear makeup to work. And I said, it's very disrespectful if you don't wear makeup to work. You don't have to be dragged out. Okay, drag queen makeup, but you need to put on a five-minute face. If I can do a five-minute face, you can do a five-minute face. I mean, it's just wrong. I mean, it, it, and we live in different areas. And so I think style is very subjective uh, according to where you live. But, you know, it's it's very different. So I learned a lot of those terms. And you know, if you don't know, that's okay, but you, you have to figure out so you can advance in your career or you'll get stuck. Totally. And again, it's like when things aren't taught to you, you just, you'll never know. Like, so in my group style confidence collective, the women are able to post in the group, like an outfit, like, Oh, I'm going to wear this for an interview. Lauren, is it okay that I'm carrying a Kate Spade bag? I'm like, no, (laughs) no. You're not going to interview. If your income is in the six figures, we got to, we got to fix this. Right. Because they don't know any better. Like if you're not fashion obsessed, like we are, you don't know the difference, you know, and it even makes me sick to say it, but like, you don't know the difference between a Michael Kors bag and a Prada bag. I was just about to say that's our nemesis is the Michael Kors bag, me and right? Nolan. And it yeah. breaks my heart. And I understand why he does it. Cause that's what makes him the money. Cause I think his collection clothes, like not the TJ Maxx ones, but like the really great ones, the fabrics are phenomenal. I have oh, so yeah. much of it. Like I know most of it's ladies, but I will, that's the only time I dip in the lady pond is like a good sweater. And I love that shit, but it breaks my heart that he makes those bags. It kills me. It, I know it's terrible, but they, they don't know any better. So you have to be able to, you know, and I kind of have that honest best friend vibe with my virtual clients. It's like, girl, I'm going to tell you, you ain't carrying Kate Spade bag. You need to put it down. You need to invest in something nicer because it's going to help you in your career. And it's unfortunate that that's the reality that women have to navigate through this bullshit, but like, it's just true. There's also, there's a really terrible double standard there that someone pointed out to me once because with men, it's like very much a suit and a watch thing. Like, Oh, are you wearing a Brioni suit? Oh, you must be successful. Are you wearing it? Like, you know, a paddock Philippe watch fine, but you don't ever hear someone say, Oh, I would never spend $7,000 on a suit or I would never spend $30,000 on a watch. But you see a woman like, like Christine Lagarde, who's the head of the IMF, the international, whatever that is. (laughs) <laughs> Car- carries, <laughs> Hermes, carries like carries like Burke. She is a big fan of Hermes bags and not just Birkins, but she has a lot of Birkins and whatever. There are articles out there saying, why would she spend $12,000 in a bag? I think it's so hysterical because in some ways it's, it's a way some people look to legitimize how successful someone is, especially a woman with a handbag, but then they'll go around and say, oh, well, that one's too much. Whereas that never happens with men, which I think is very funny. That is so true. Cause I feel like For men, again, if you're not in fashion, you don't really know, you know, so women will just see from an outward sense of like, oh, the men just have to wear a suit and a tie and they're just fine. But for me, it's like, is my skirt too long or is it too short or is it this brand or is it that brand? But men have their own code as well, but it's not heavily scrutinized like with women. Which I just think is so funny. Like I remember, and I think... I mean, there are other facets to it too, but like, look at 
Michelle Obama got bitched out for wearing Lon Vaughn sneakers that were $590 or whatever they were. Right. And then now you look at, you know, the woman who just left the White House and went to Florida on that god-awful Gucci Moo And <laughs> no one cares that she's carrying a $60,000 handbag. Like, what the hell? I know. Anyway. And Michelle Obama is the one with the law degree. I'm just saying that. Yeah, I mean, right. I'm going to um, leave that there. Continue. Uh, so <laughs> when you're working with clients, Lauren, and I know you're in your Facebook group, but are you, I just envision you, you know, are people, you know, you're teaching the modules kind of like what you did when we went to online. I think you took a style, we took a stylist pro course with you. I did. Um, and it was just a small group of us. Did you have a call every week or what do you, what is it like to be in your program? Yeah. So it starts off the, in the membership. Like that's the starting point is to get in style confidence collective. So in SCC, there's a base course in there that teaches you the four style stages that will just pretty much quickly get your shit together in terms of style, but it's like a club. So every week I have new content. So I do a live Q and a every month. Um, we have a book club where we like discuss a new book every month. I do a, a, a shopping guide every month and we have a growth challenge or a workshop every month. So people do get to interact with me. Uh, throughout the month with new content, but most importantly, get they get to interact with each other. So there's hundreds of women in there where they're forming friendships and they're holding themselves accountable to like getting dressed. Like we have outfit challenges. It's like, get your ass dressed, especially in this freaking pandemic. Mm-hmm. Take the leggings off. Let's go. No more sweatpants. It's time. It's time. It's been a year. It, give it up. It's over. So that's the starting point, but I do have, you know, more intimate programs with clients like beyond style is my six week group coaching. I have a mastermind that's a year long. So those are much smaller groups, obviously much higher ticket for people to engage with me on a deeper level, Mm -hmm. but you really can get your needs met in SEC. And of course my book that just came out. Yeah. I mean, hallelujah, mazel tov to you, Lauren. I mean, I remember you saying, I got an, was it an agent? Was it a literary agent that you got? Mm -hmm. And then it went from, I have big news, I have big news. And then it's been like, what, two years for your book to come out? Yeah, it takes forever. So oh, yeah, books books take a long time. There's a lot of a lot, things. They to do. take a long time. And I did some um behind the book videos on my YouTube channel just to kind of like pull back the curtain on that whole book experience. So my book was supposed to come out in September 2020. And then it actually got pushed out further, which you know turned out to be a blessing in disguise with COVID and everything else. But a book takes a long time <laughs> from the deal to writing it, to getting it designed, to produced. I did mean, you self-publish or is that what your agent does? Because No, I have a publisher. You have so a publisher. Got it. In the past, I've self-published two books and that's, you know, you write the book, you think of it, you get it designed and printed and boom, it's done. It's fast. But this book is published by Abrams. Um, so when I got the agent, her job is to shop the book around. Got it. And then you hope that in uh, that a publisher purchases the book from you, and then it's produced and sold everywhere. So that's why the process is much longer than, say, a self you know a self published book. But yeah, this puppy's 
going to be everywhere. <laughs> I mean, Nolan, there's a video of her on Instagram where she acts like, because she doesn't have, may I say you don't have children at this time, but you birth this book and it's like she's in labor and then out comes the book. It's really funny. Oh, I yeah. love that. I'm going to find you on Instagram. Hold on. Yeah. Um, so it's actually really funny. Anyway, so that was cute. And I do want to say, Lauren, you're getting funnier. Your videos oh. are getting funnier. Like you're making fun of yourself a little bit. Like the one with you walking in here. Like that was hilarious. That was really funny. So c- kudos to you for that. Thank you. I'm always, I've been a comedy lover and I've I've always been funny, but I think I've gotten to that point, And this is the point that I strive to get my clients to of the literally, I don't give a fuck anymore. Right. You know, like, especially as you move up in your career, it's like, okay, I started a business and I need to be taken seriously and professionally. So I've got to dress the part and I've got to tighten up and I can't, you know, curse as much. And I can't Ugh, share I what's on that. my mind as much because you have to play the game. Like, yes. like I have this challenge that I did last summer called the get in the room challenge. And I'm teaching women like there is that double standard. There is a different standard for women in terms of like what you have to wear at the office, what you have to say, the bullshit you have to put up with. And people like to complain about it, but complaining about it gets you nowhere. Sometimes you have to play the game. You have to buy the bag. You have to wear the blazer. So you can get in the right environments and then you can shake that shit up. So now I'm at the point in my career where I'll wear whatever I want. I'll say whatever I want. I'll make a video of me giving birth to a book. Like I have reached the don't give a fuck zone. I have reached style style nirvana where it's like, I will wear whatever I want and I will pull it off and I will still be successful but someone just getting in the game can't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to put in your Instagram bio, like mayor of the, I don't give a fuck zone. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I really love that. And, and, you know, I think it's important because especially, you know, we live in New York, but our house obviously is in the South. And it's that afraid of being your true self because of people judging you. And I understand why people do that, but you've reached a point where you're giving people the Kool-Aid, right? Like drink it. It's all good. If these people aren't your friends, if they're going to judge you because you're going to dress this way, or you're going to not care what people think. And that's a really hard lesson to, that's a hard pill to swallow because not everyone's ready. Yeah. And it's, it's just, it's a very, delicate dance. And you guys know this being in fashion as well. It's like, it's not the, I don't give a fuck. So I'll just wear some stained and tattered moo-moo and like sweatpants. <laughs> like it's like, yeah. there's, an, there's an appropriate, there's a difference. There's a difference. It's like having that freedom of full self-expression. Exactly. And that's what I try to hammer into my clients. I'm like, you saying, oh, I don't give a fuck. I'm just going to wear leggings and this like hang in there, baby t-shirt. No, that's not the same. And like, is that really what you want? Is that, is that how you feel? Cause if you do, you need more than me. You need a therapist and a life right. coach and maybe like a trip to Betty Ford. Cause they're, they're not understanding their true essence and potential. It's like, wait, you're a brilliant surgeon or accountant or something. So your brilliance, you really think that's being exemplified by these leggings and like pathetic t-shirt? No, <laughs> like you find things that 
fit with you and fit with your goals. And then you can fully express yourself. It doesn't matter if it's in season or not, or if it's the perfect color for your undertones or not, you're like being you. Oh, the colors. Well, I had, I had that happen sort of this week. Cause I've been during the pandemic, I've spent a lot of time in Maine um, just because that's where my family's from. And, you know, it was more peaceful and at times safer than in the city. And so I've sort of found myself toning down what I wore in Maine, just because a lot of the time things I would wear in New York, when I would see them, when people would see them here, they'd sort of, I'd get the second glances or whatever. And I didn't like that at first. And then yesterday I was going out for coffee with two friends and I just gotten this sweater from the Simone Rocha collab with H&M and it's this huge chunky knit with a bun, like a crazy pearl collar. Ooh, and it's men. from the men's line. It's from the men's line. Like it's <laughs> fucking crazy. And then I'm I like, put I'm about it, to open up H&M right now. Oh, oh yeah. girl, it's, girl, it's sold that the whole line sold out in like oh, 30 seconds. Nolan yeah. will be on your speed dial, Lauren. Just trust okay. me. Trust. Well, Cause I do this and I do the sample sale thing too. Like I'll FaceTime her from a sample. So I'll be like, this Oscar dress is a size six. She's like, just get it. Just get oh, it. I don't have to do. Yeah. yeah don't worry. We got you. No, oh yeah. It's like a, it's a posse, but yeah, I had a 22 piece order from that collaboration. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's why there was none left for anybody else. You need to be my stylist too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, for real, hit That's me in the, hit me in the DM. You could be part of our little fashion posse where we just shop constantly. It's no very one, unhealthy. No one has so many hags. It's like a harem now. I have like a squad. It's, it's very unhealthy and, and it's anyway, it's very unhealthy. Well, well, anyway, I was where I was like, I don't want to wear the sweater. I'm in Maine. And then I said, you know, fuck it. I'm going to wear the sweater. So I wore the sweater. But then as I was going out the door, I went to put on like my parka. And I was like, why am I wearing a parka? So then I <laughs> went into my closet and I have my favorite, my amazing dream Alexander McQueen coat. That's like half moto jacket, half cashmere pea coat. And I said, ah, what the hell? I'll throw this on too. It was the least maneable outfit. It's a, a term my friend Jennifer, who's very fashionable, t- coined for wearing fancier clothes in May is it has to be maneable, like translatable. And I swear to God, what, going to the coffee shop, I must have gotten 10 looks. Like, what the fuck is he wearing? He looks like, I don't know, like a drag queen in Las Vegas, like at a thrift shop. I don't know. But I felt so good. I just stopped giving a fuck. I was like, you know what, whatever. And then as soon as I took my coat off, I got so many compliments on my sweater. So I I feel that. I was I just decided I didn't care anymore. I was like, I don't care where I am. This is what I want to wear. I love that. And I'm, I'm envisioning the outfit and it makes me love it even more. Oh, I will send you a picture. Don't ask. I will. Um, <laughs> Lauren, you know, just to switch gears a little bit, what I resonated with you so much is during your classes, and I mean this in the most loving way, I, I don't want to say failures, but you talk about and you showed examples of things that you tried that did not work for you in your business. Yeah. And that's what I loved. I'll never forget the card, your first card. It was a picture of you squatting and you were measuring somebody and you said, here's my first jam, right? This was my first thing. I had a list of, you know, a list of my services, how much it was, and it was luxury for less. And you're like, eh, don't do it. Talk about that for a minute. Oh yeah. I mean, I fully believe in, in business, finding your niche, like finding the thing that makes you different and stand out, especially because everybody and their mama wants to be a stylist, you know, so or thinks they already are. Yeah. Uh Geez. Don't even wind me up. And (laughs) how long do you have for that one? We have many feelings. So I'm like, I feel like finding your niche is super important. So when I first started off as a personal stylist, I was working with some pretty heavy hitters in terms of like female executives here in Hollywood. And 
I was always really good at finding good deals. So remember when Lomans existed? She Uh, is my shopping soul sister. She gets it. We're we're on the same page. Yeah. And I'd find like amazing like Prada pants for like a hundred bucks. And I'd bring them to my clients. I'm like, man, rich people fucking love saving money. You know, they were like, oh my gosh, you're like a, a fashion magician here. How are you finding such great stuff? So I'm like, ooh, maybe that's my specialty is like luxury for less. It totally bit me in the ass because I started attracting cheap asses. Right. So it was no longer this like cool, like dirty little secret of like, ooh, my stylist is so good. She can find like the best stuff and find it for cheap. I was outwardly saying I'm the look for, you know, luxury for less stylist. So I had some ratchet folk coming over and being like, can you find me Chanel shoes for a hundred bucks? I'm like, no. I'm not. Yeah. I've had that happen too. I'm not Jesus. You, you get what you get. <laughs> no, I mean, it, I remember that story and that really resonated with me because you have to be very careful about wh- how you market yourself. I thought I, that was. A oh yeah. Lesson. And I got like the worst lesson, it, you know, it ends up being the best, but at the time it was just so horrible. But because I had marketed myself as that luxury for less stylist, I attracted this customer and I was like, Oh, like homegirl. Mm, like, I don't think so. She wanted the mm. Chanel for a hundred bucks. And, and you had to sue somebody. Yeah. And we ended up in court. We ended up in court. She wrote me a rubber check, ran off with, like all the clothes, God. took her to small claims court. She never showed up. I won, but I never was able to collect. So from then on, I was like, I'm changing who I market. And I was like, and everyone's paying me in advance. Like right. everyone's paying me up front for the clothes and everything. I changed my entire business because of that, but it ends up being good because who knows how long I would have gone on with such a horrible niche. And then once you step back from the school of style and you have really focused on your personal development, you keep going. I mean, which is exciting because even though I have my own business, I still look to you because you are never done learning, you know, I mean, you're never done. Tell us what you're teaching now. Tell us about your vision board workshop. In my programs, you know, I always tie everything back to style because I don't think that people look at style in the way that it can be looked at. You know, there's people that are just like wildly creative and fashion's fun. It's a self-expression. It's great. And other people that are terrified. And it's like, what you're wearing is a manifestation of your inside life. So I want women to start thinking bigger and dreaming bigger for their life and then translating that into their style. So what you want, you need to become first. They always talk about that when you're looking for like Mr. Right or Mrs. Right or whatever, that you need to become that person if you want to attract that level of person. So in the vision board workshops, I'm having these women dream bigger. Like, what do you want your career to look like? What do you want your house to look like? What car do you want to be driving? Now look down, look at your outfit. Is she having that life? (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) I love that. So then we get to build the life and then we get to build the wardrobe so we can start being like in alignment with that. So that like, hello, (laughs) (laughs) hello. So yeah, so that's how I tie those things in together. So I talk a lot about, 
manifestation and things like that, because I just think that women especially are not demanding enough from themselves. They look at other people and they're like, how come she has that? Um, Cause she asked for it. Cause she saw it. Cause she worked for it. Amen to that. People look at me, they're like, Oh, Lauren, can you, in my DM, can you just give me advice on like, you know, how I can have a successful business girl, sign up, (laughs) right? Get out of here. You're not, it's not one little secret away. It's like, I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly working. I'm failing and getting back up. I'm showing up authentically every day of this fucking pandemic. I've gotten dressed got my makeup, my hair on. No one sees me, but the cat and the dog. That's right. I think it's good for your own psyche though. Like I feel so much better during this when I've put my good, my nice clothes on and even just sat on the couch watching Will and Grace. (laughs) I feel better doing it wearing Alexander McQueen than I do in a hoodie, but (laughs) that's just me. Exactly. I I think it's so powerful because a lot of people, I work with other people, I'm on other people's podcasts and so many people are coaches. Yeah, everyone's a life coach, right? Everyone is a life coach, and they hear me like, "Oh, it's so exciting to hear about style, whatever." I'm like, "You should teach this too, <laughs> because it, it doesn't have to just come from me." And my, you know, mantra is, "If you don't want to work with me, that's fine. I have a list of ten people that I could have stylist people in my back pocket that you can work with." Right. If you don't work with me, work with someone because your shit is wrong and it's wrong because you're sad. And if you, <laughs> you, you're you lying to yourself because you're uh, you're absolutely looking in the mirror and lying. And that's OK if you know, but it, it's the first step is awareness. But don't go through life sleepwalking because you're just doing yourself a disservice. I mean, it's and your image is part of your skill set. And it that's is. what's not taught. And that yeah, I teach that too. But learning from you has been so profound because everything that from your failures to what not to do to, you know, I'll never forget when you said people fucking DM me all the time, you know, grow up and send me an email like a fucking adult. I don't D. De- do you remember saying that? Yep, I I love it. I mean, and I remember that because I never knew that. And when people are like, oh, you know, because we're trying to get, you know, we get guests on the podcast. Oh, DM them. I'm like, I don't want to DM them. I want to email them. Like, you're not supposed to do that. I mean, you can, but you know, like I learned that from you. So I think there's a lot of important life lessons besides the clothes. Oh, for sure. And it's just, you know, I always tell my clients, you know, cause I just, I just did a live Q and a right before I hopped onto this. <laughs> I'm like, y'all, you know how I am. Like I am consistent. You see me on social media. You see me in here. I'm never going to lie to you. I'm never going to sugarcoat shit. If you can't take it, right. then you can certainly find someone else who's going to teach things to you in a softer way. Right. But I found in life, you have to be tough. You have to be tough. So a lot of my clients, they look at me and they want to start a business. It might not be in personal styling. It might be in something else, but they want to be bosses. Bosses have backbones. They can take shit, right? (laughs) Oh my God. We should put that on a pillow. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that could go on a nice pillow. I'm yeah, I'm here for that. I always tell Nolan, the only person that can yell at you is me. And you are the only person who can yell at me. 
because we listen to each other and we have our, you know, it's hard to find one with your best interest at heart. Well, I had a client, like a great example of this is I had a client recently who was also a very dear friend, put me in a position where I really didn't know quite what to do. I was being spoken to in a way that was just not acceptable. And I was like, kind of just thinking this, like, I just was sort of venting to her and she goes, no, 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 no. The only person who can speak to you like that is me. You need to not ever work with this person again because this is, that's not appropriate. And I was like, really? She's like, yes, you cannot, like you have to stand up for yourself because people think, I don't know if anybody, if either of you two have ever had this experience, but because a stylist is like a consultant of sorts, the client is a client and you are, you know, a service they're buying. You're not their assistant. You're not their lackey. You're not their anything else. I was being treated as such, which is not the case. And that was what was so, you know, where I had to grow a backbone, which I think the backbone comment. That goes back to the money part. They, Lauren does a huge thing or did, you know, with the money, you got to get paid up front. You can't be afraid to ask to be paid. I mean, and that's what it's very hard for people to ask to be paid. It's really hard. And I appreciate that because if you can't, learn it, then you're going to learn it. So the other way where you got bit, you know, and somebody else got bit and I got burned too. Somebody wrote me a rubber check and I got burned and I had a contract and I thought I was protected. And it was an organization here in Atlanta. And Jonathan said, what are you going to do, Holly? Are you going to take them to court? They, they, They can't afford to pay you here's the check. I mean, what other, what do you need? And I was so pissed because I thought that I trusted her. And anyway, so it, it takes a few to get that backbone formed. Yeah. And I think what I try to impress upon my clients, whether I'm giving them, serving them tough love or life is serving them tough lessons, leveling up is not comfortable. It's no. not comfortable. And like the way you were doing shit it obviously didn't work or you wouldn't come hire someone like me Mm -hmm. or someone like you. Like if your clothes suck and you're getting disrespected at work and you feel like shit in your body and you cry when you look at your closet, your hair's down to your butt. I've had one of those. Oh, that's dark. And a (laughs) professional who's been doing this and who has helped countless people in the world says, you can't wear that anymore. You got to get rid of that bag. They're like, you hurt my feelings. Like suck it up, cupcake. (laughs) Suck it up, suck it up because you wanted to go to a higher level. So Mm -hmm. you're going to have to be presented with some truth. Well, yeah. And I think everyone needs to be able to take criticism. That's such an important point, but, and there are, you have sometimes tough love is a thing, but there's also a difference between tough love and just being nasty. I've had that, like I had that experience too. Like I had a couple of weeks ago, I had a client, the same client say to me because we were, you know, there was a shoot and, you know, there was a, the way a certain article of clothes with clothing was organized on the set was not the way that they liked it. And I got the, I'm teaching you how to be a stylist right now. And I said, great. If you know how to do it, why am I here? Right. Yeah. Why am I here? Tell me, why did I fly, you know, as far as I flew to do this? Tell me, why am I here? Well, I had to like going back to the bag situation, Nolan sat me down and said, you're a stylist your clothes are good. They're not great. And your bag is fucking pathetic and it's making me cry. You need a boss bitch bag. You need to up your game. You need to spend, you know, and I really have never had anyone tell me that before. I I keep it real. I like to say there's a video. I'll send it to you later of this woman (laughs) on a news interview. And it's just like one of those news interview bloopers. And she just says, I'm not here to lie to you. 
And that's what I say now as a joke. And yeah. so I said to her, I said, you need to like take a breath, have a couple drinks so that you don't want to vomit when you see the price tags. Let's go to Bergdorf's because you just, you need to do this. And now three years later, I was right. At this phase in my life, I was, that's what it was afraid. I had a financial block, you know, I was worried because I, I was so broke for so long and I always wanted to save, 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 I, you know, anyway, and it's not like I'm falling out, but I just, I really upped my game because I wanted people to see in me that you're you practicing can, what you're preaching. That's right. That's right. You don't have to dress like me, but you need to up your game according to your budget. So that's, that's what, that was a very hard lesson to learn. And it's, it's, it's uncomfortable to get that feedback because everyone inherently wants to get that gold star sticker, you know, like, you know, that you're, you need help with style. So you hire a stylist, then you're butt hurt when they're like, uh, (laughs) you know, your, your shit is whack. We we need to improve it. So like, you need to like humble the fuck down sometimes and you know, that happens in business too, where you're like, well, my styling package is awesome. How could you say that about me, Lauren? It's like, did you not hire me to help you with your business? Are you not bringing in revenue? Yes or no. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to pay someone to lie to you and make you feel good about yourself? Then don't call me. (laughs) Exactly. And that's what I'm like. Y'all know what you're getting when you hire me. I will never lie to you. And everything always comes out of love because I want you to succeed. So either take it or find someone else. (laughs) Before we wrap up, I want to talk about your mastermind group. Yeah. So the mastermind group is literally only for people who have been in style confidence collective and been in the group coaching beyond style. And then the women who are like, I want more, they join the mastermind. So it's a year long mastermind and I'm just essentially helping them get their shit together, mostly in business but also in terms of like confidence and showing up authentically as a brand. So my clients range from like, you know, home renovation experts to speaking coaches, to closet organizers, to personal stylists. And it's like, you want to have a successful business that's online. Here's how this shit works. Mm-hmm. And every week we work together and there's a lot of tough love in there too. That's uncomfortable, but guess what? starting and running a successful business is not comfortable. It is a very challenging thing to do. I mean, I know that you're the president of the EO in LA, which congratulations on that. That's entrepreneurs organization, which is a huge group. And that's a big ass deal. (laughs) I mean, that's such a huge deal. And I am so, you know, to say I'm proud of you, but I was really proud I mean, I've always been proud to know you, but that was a really profound moment. Like, wow, like that to me is some next level shit. I mean, next level. And what's hard about that is that if you're not making that, you know, not making million dollars in your business and, but you kind of got your shit together. So where would somebody go? Would they take your mastermind class? Would they? I'm working on, it's not fully developed yet, but I've, it's been on my mind for a while, but I think I'm going to launch like a little creative business incubator. Oh, I love that idea. To help people get the foundational piece to starting a business because I'm no longer a school of style. And honestly, like I really don't exclusively, I don't ever want to exclusively teach personal stylists because 
Holly, you're a star and you make me proud, oh, but a lot of them, you know, me, you follow my Instagram. A lot of them piss me the hell off. Oh yeah. Cause they, they do it and then they quit or they have no, a or baby. They, or they, they, they copy my ex- That's exactly exact right. Thing. I'll post a YouTube video and then like uh, the next day they did the same topic and they right. rip off my thing. I'm like, no, this is not productive. That's not how that works. It's not how it works. And I'm like, I'm just, I'm good at business and I can teach people who have a business idea how to make that a reality. So I'm thinking of doing a little incubator because it is tough to find a group if you're not at a certain revenue threshold or you're not in the right city. And most of these people aren't ready for a mastermind either, which is what I've discovered too. And starting one, I'm like, oh, it takes a different brain to be in a group of that level because right. <laughs> like, that's what I'm used to. I'm in a group with people whose businesses are running laps around me. They're with $30 million businesses. And they're like, Lauren, I don't understand what you do for a living. Make it more clear. I'm like, fuck that hurt. Right. Okay. <laughs> and then you, and then I get to work or like, Lauren, if you don't stop doing this, I've loved and appreciated every second that I've spent in school of style, but I really wanted to exit that business much earlier than when I actually exited and having people in your corner and in a mastermind where they're like, okay, if you want to publish a book and have a TV show and do all of these things, you cannot continue to juggle both. Right. You you need to stop bitching about this and make a fucking decision. And you're like, bloop. Okay. (laughs) You know, so like, but I mean, you can take that criticism. A lot of people can't take it. If you tell me I can take it. No, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it takes a special kind of person to be able to take it and say, you know, and you bitch me out all the time. And that's what I've noticed through, you know, starting, you know, baby stepping into this with like little mastermind and things. I'm like, oh, it takes kind of a leveling up to even get your business in a foundation where you're able to care about it in such a way that you want the hard feedback because you want to make it successful. Sign me up and sign Nolan up, please. I did just send you the, the the video with the, I'm not here to lie to you, so you can use it now. I, I DM'd <laughs> yeah. it to you. You got to see it. It's a good uh, one. Take my credit card, put me and Nolan on it. We're ready. Okay. We're ready. We're at different levels, but again, that's why we thrive. And when we shop, I, Nolan assists me a lot. And when we shop for clients, we work amazingly well together. So that's why we're turning this podcast into a business. Anyway, we need your help. Okay. We need your guidance. We need your guru. So sign us up for the course that's not been born yet. Yeah. I'm going to have to get to making it because every day it becomes more and more clear. And every DM I get that drives me bananas, I'm like, all right, I'm getting like some nudge from the universe that I need to be helping people in this way. Because, you know, Nolan, as you know as well, like you can't have a business and not show up for it dressed in the right way. And like, that's going to be included in that as well. It's like, you can't be a stylist, all these huge executives and carry a $5 tote bag. Like, right. Yeah. I just got the memo on that last year. So, but I like to say, I've I've created a bit of a monster because it started with one bag and then the next one, Ooh. And then we had the Hermes conversation. She's like, I would never, are you kidding me? That's ridiculous. Nine months later, guess what I found? (laughs) 
Anyway, this is not about me and my shopping habits. This is all about Lauren. Lauren, tell us where we can find you. Yeah, so you can find me anywhere. My handle is Lauren Messiah. Um, Find me on Instagram, on YouTube, my website, laurenmessiah.com. And most importantly, anywhere where you're shopping for books, style therapy. Yay! We are going to buy one and we are going to mail it to you so you can sign it. Yeah, I love a signed book moment. I we really do. do enjoy that. We do. And then you're going to mail it back to us because we know you and we're part of your posse and we want to support you any way we can. Um, and that's why we are anyone who's listening, obviously, who wants to join the stylist confidence collective style confidence collective. Yep. Please contact Laura Messiah. Sign up. Guess what? There's plenty of room. OK. Um, and if you're ready to get some shit done and get serious great you're not serious don't sign up right (laughs) you want to look good you want to be successful you need some personal development let me raise my hand um i could use some personal development thank you very much so um please use a martini (laughs) yeah please sign up for that I am so grateful beyond grateful that you joined us today can i guilt you into coming back Oh, of course. It's so fun. Yes. Okay. As long as Nolan, um, you know, gives me some little shopping tips. Oh, then- please. Oh, I got you. Oh, please. But here's the thing. She taught me as much as I taught her many things. She's taught me the don't invite me because I'll come phrase. Right. I, yeah, I yeah, say yeah. that. So I said, don't, a- don't ask for them if you don't want them because it's like an issue. My favorite example is, is Montclair had a very, very, very private sample sale in New York that was ridiculously tight. Like you had to blow someone to get I, in. But I did, well, no, I didn't. I got a press invite, but I had to blow someone to let me stay in there more than 15 minutes. Right. And I was texting nine people and they're like, who likes this? Who likes this? I'm like, I'm like, it's Montclair. Like speak now or forever hold your freaking peace. Like <laughs> it was like a war zone in there. I mean, I like to say I'm a fashion soldier in that capacity. Hence the beautiful Montclair coat that I have that everyone thinks is Chanel, but that's besides the point. And I got it for an amazing piece, amazing price. Lauren, we are so grateful to you. We love you. We support you. We watch your videos. Join the Style Confidence Collective. Join her groups. Buy her book, for God's sakes. I'm so excited for the book. She, uh, the name of the book, tell us the name of the book. Style Therapy. Style Therapy by Lauren Messiah. Ugh. Fabulous. Grab your copy today. Don't tell Lauren that I said you would sign it. I said she's going to sign mine. Okay. I'm not <laughs> telling anybody else she's signing there. She's signing mine and she's signing Nolan's. That's it. But buy your copy, learn from her. She is amazing. Thank goodness you're here. Thank goodness I stumbled on, on top of your courses in the School of Style, which I dearly love to the bottom of my heart because they made me the stylist I am today. So thank you, Lauren, for joining us. Please listen, subscribe, follow us, Fashion Crimes P on Twitter, Fashion Crimes Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. This is Holly Cates and Nolan Meter, and we are out. 